Hi, folks. Nick here. Um, Ashley's making me do this, all right? So I'm going to let you know right now. On this episode, okay, there are spoilers. So this is a spoiler alert, okay? We are talking about the first episode of the 40th, 40th season of Survivor, Winners at War. We talk about the two first people that get voted to the edge of extinction, okay? So that's one thing. So if you haven't watched Survivor yet, watch it. It's great. And it's we don't harp on it, but we do mention it, okay? And number two, we talk about our feelings about the entire season of The Circle, specifically the winner of the television show, Netflix's The Circle. If you haven't watched that, what are you doing? Get on it. Seriously, but we do mention the winner of that. That's at the end of today's episode. Very there's like, end. There's like a 40 minutes of where we're just talking about uh, a bunch of bullshit, which is our lives. So um, enjoy this episode, and uh, thanks. Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Wick-Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, children. And uh, we also talk a lot about our lives. Thank you so much for continuing to listen right up front. Please, do you like our show? Do you like it so much that you'd pay to have two more episodes a month? Well, guess what? You are in luck. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash reality blows and sign up for our $5 tier and you can get two extra episodes a month as a matter of fact there are three up there right now ashley and i posted one uh a few days ago and uh we talked all about our favorite things and honestly we don't talk so much about reality tv on that it's kind of more about our lives and and it's more casual and and usually we pick like a topic and it's a lot of fun and it's our real selves it's this our... is our fake selves <laughs> yeah, it's so much different and hey let, let's say you're at home you're like listening to this you're like i don't want two extra episodes that's okay you can still support us by joining at the five dollar tier and knowing that you're doing some good you also get a sticker we will mail you a sticker you have to tell us where you live which that's is, important that's a problem that is important also you don't want to do that but you do want to support us for free well you can do that by uh rating us five stars on the apple podcast app. we're trying to get to a hundred five star reviews by, by the, the end, end of, of the 2019 year. <laughs> um but uh we're you know we're, we're actually there. only six away so yeah, we, be be that six be that six as a matter of fact one time somebody actually grew uh, sent us a video of them grabbing their like roommate's phone and 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 uh you know rating us five stars and writing an, a review and that was really fun yeah so do that do that does your dog have a phone do that do that get your dog a phone get your dog a phone i really wish lily had a phone there has yeah. been multiple times where i wanted to text her and see what she's up to <laughs> well we should we could get like a nanny cam yeah the problem with that is if we put a nanny cam here for the times that we are gone and we i'm afraid of the other things that we might catch what do you mean? Well, for your benefit, ghosts. What if we see some ghosts on there? Yeah. My sister, they got nanny cams for their new dogs, uh, my sister and her boyfriend, Chris. And um, it's. I feel like uh, she was telling me last time that she's seen a lot of little... She's staring at it at work all the time. You oh, kinda, my God. You start to be obsessed with it. Yeah. And she's seeing, like, specks of light and really? beams and shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We should get one, because I think this place is haunted by an old man named Arnold, and he hangs out in the hall, and I want to get video proof of him. And also, what if, but I wouldn't be, I would think the ghosts would be cool. I'm not afraid of ghosts. Some people are afraid of ghosts, mostly because a ghost has never killed anybody. 
That's what you think, you know, but I'm, they I'm definitely certain. have. I'm fairly certain that what they have What about haven't. people who just have heart attacks alone? A ghost could punch you and you wouldn't feel it. You don't know that. I do know that. You and I've also that. never even been close to seeing a ghost. Like, I've never even seen something where I'm like, was that a ghost? Ghosts push people down the stairs every year. <laughs> and we don't have any stairs in our apartment. I mean, they're outside. Nobody's ever haunted a hall of an apartment 90% building. of people falling down the stairs has been because of a ghost. You can't prove that, I think. Well. But here's what I am afraid of. Yeah. Um, there's this little, I feel like I've talked about this before somewhere. Are you just but, afraid of a man coming and hanging out? Well, that's the thing. Have you ever? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen those videos? Are, we'd be okay, I think, based on our Yeah, uh, come over. That we, Let's invite him over. But there's that vibe viral video where somebody set up a nanny cam because they thought their food was kind of going missing and they didn't know what was going on and they set a nanny cam up and like in the middle of the night somebody was crawling out of their cabinets oh and like my stealing God. food because there was some sort of a um like a door or some panel that could, you could slide out like that led to the back of a cabinet Jesus. and so somebody was like living in their attic and would sneak down through and the video is so creepy because it's just like a little man opening a cabinet oh up and, and then crawling crawling out and eating food and that poor little man yeah (laughs) i feel feel bad bad for the man yeah nobody wants to live in an attic and have to crawl out of a cabinet a strange squatter living in a house yeah he probably had he probably had big dreams for his life at some point people shit on apartment living but honestly apartment living isn't too bad when you think about the fact that somebody could just be living in your home in your crawl space and you don't and you have no one to call yeah that's freaky you never know it's freaky i do like that um it feels like we're all on the same team you know like everyone who lives in our building it's like we're all like on the same team and that is team apartment like if something goes wrong i feel like i can yell and someone's gonna hear me you know what i mean do you really feel like the people that live in this apartment are on the same team i don't mean the same team in any other aspect (laughs) besides that we all live in the same building yeah that's true like if there was a masked murderer yeah or like the other day like a couple weeks ago when the fire department came like that was like a bunch of people coming together or not a person came up here and checked on us what the hell that's you know what i mean like so i i I just saw okay i guess i'm just talking about our next door neighbor who texts me when the power goes out yeah but you had to text her even though she went downstairs and talked to the people and got all the information she, she never saw she never was like hey by okay, the way fine we're not on a team god yeah, I, mean, I was wrong it's almost like we're on opposing teams <laughs> i feel like when someone was leaving the guinea pigs in the hall that felt like teamwork somebody from this team left that here <laughs> are I, you sure yeah how'd they get in i think they got in through the roof door i don't know i don't know well anyway apartment i'll living. tell you who's not on our team who our next door neighbors with that little yappy dog that bit my ankle Oh, you're talking about on the up, uh, but they live in a different building, technically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Our neighbors. Yeah, well, our like neighbors. Next, yeah, uh, building neighbors. Our building neighbors. Yes, we used to have. Uh, we used to go on the roof a lot more before we were scared of going on roofs, and uh, it was. Uh, there's, there's this guy who like lets his dog run around on a, the top of the roof. It's like a little chihuahua, right? It's a mean ass dog who would run over on our roof and bite my ankles. And it's like a little chihuahua. It, it is like the tiniest little dog, so it's like yeah, not. It's like that. aggressive. It is aggressive and it's bad. And like you hang out there, he just barks at you until somebody comes out and yeah. like, takes him away or you like, leave yeah it's like he <laughs> relentless and then uh, at a time actually chased ashley down a bit bit her ankles yeah bit that, my ankles. that dog has never done anything to me um except yeah. for bark well i guess now we know he's a misogynist <laughs> <laughs> i guess so i see him downstairs every once in a while looking out the window speaking of did you see that viral video of the man punching the back of the uh, airline seat no okay so this video went like crazy big on twitter and it is a woman who is in 
Um, she's on the air, she's in her airplane seat, and the man behind her is on the last row, so he cannot recline his seat. You know how like the last row on yeah. some airplanes can't recline, and she has reclined her seat, and he and she because she will not bring it back up. He's like punching the back of her seat, yeah, and she videotapes all of it, and the internet was like truly divided on like uh, people being like he's in the right no she's in the right and i just wondered if you had any opinions uh i don't know that i would punch a seat that seems like a little too far like i feel like she's in the wrong for reclining when he cannot recline but then it's like he's in the double wrong because it's like you can't you can't have any sort of violence you can't do that to anybody but i will also say that i am a person that will not recline their seat back really yeah i tend not to you're not a recliner i'm also not a a sleeper on planes i don't take enough long flights to do that i would imagine if this was like an international flight and i was on there for like 10 hours and we were all sleeping Yeah. yeah i guess we're sleeping but like Normally I'm flying like four hours, you know, six at the most. And it's like, I'm watching shit. You know what I mean? I'm not really, so I don't really want to sleep. But even when I am tired, I don't go, if I recline, I don't go full recline because I'm afraid of what I'm doing to the person behind me. I'm too considerate of strangers. I know that sounds like a humble brag. Yeah, you're a good boy. But I get scared that they're going to feel, like it's not really about, like I don't want them to feel bad. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Right, and I don't want them to be mad at me. Right. Like stuff like that, so. Well, something that, the reason why I brought it up is because like everyone online, I saw like a bunch of tweets from men being like, he would not have done this if I was sitting in the seat. Like totally being like, he's doing this because it's like a little old lady. I mean, she wasn't a little old lady. She was probably like in her 50s or something. Yeah. But they're like dudes just being like, like, this is bullshit because if I was in that seat, I promise you this wouldn't be happening. Well, that's because of that guy, some of these guys, like I would say, I don't know, a guy like me at some points in my life um, would be looking at this video and being like, I fucking hope this happens to me. Like that is some guy's disposition. Because I know they want to go off? Because it's like, I want to show this guy why he's wrong. And really, that's like almost two guys who are the same type of guy right. on, on the different sides of a, that's of two a different, fence. Yeah, two different sides of the same who coin. Who just can't wait to fucking explode on somebody. Right. And it's, uh, you know, and I would say that I've had times in my life where I see something and I'm in the wrong mood and I'm like, just have... I wish this guy would come up and yell in my face. Like you see something like on the street in New York City, you see people being aggro towards human beings all the time. And you're just like, yeah, try that with me, dude. Cause I will fucking scream right back. You wish in your a bitch face. would. Yes. And, uh, and, and so, yeah. and I don't know. I feel like that sort of response towards that yeah. is like, that guy wouldn't try it if I was that person. Right. Like, is still like a macho attitude. Yeah. That maybe isn't the way to diffuse the situation, you know? Basically, I'm trying trying to say that that guy on the plane and our our neighbor's dog are the same person um they're oh only- yeah no i saw the video it literally is that it was that dog <laughs> that in dog a suit just punch in the back <laughs> um i will say though for the record i am a i am a recliner on like a specific depending on the situation like if i got like a big person behind me i'm not going to recline but if i got like a little kid sitting there i'm fucking reclining yeah. i'm gonna get comfy because i will sleep on the plane because chances are i've taken something to help with my anxiety to knock me out or i've drank a lot so that i also get knocked out from anxiety yeah Yeah, you're a different case though i'm a different case i have a medical card that says needs to recline in order to 
handle anxiety. You know, the problem is sometimes you put your tray table down and you're like, you're set up, you get your soda or whatever, you get your, you know. Oh my God. I will, n- that is the worst. And, and then, then someone reclines, reclines and you're like, it, now it's yeah. like shaking and yeah. you're like, your like little tablet is like flipped on the ground that you and had you can't set even up. see the screen because yeah, it's, it's at a horrible angle. It's like, and then sometimes you need to recline a little bit to give yourself a little bit more space. 100%. If the person in front of you is reclining, big chances are I'm also going to be reclining. Yeah. But you know what? I think this really comes down to the airlines. I think they're at fault for cramming us in there like tiny little sardines. Now, there was that big thing a few years ago when somebody developed that item that you could buy that would lock the seat in front of you and wouldn't allow it to recline. What the hell? And then there people were fighting over the fact like, you can't lock my seat. And he's like, why? Like, this is what I'm doing. Like, I don't need you to recline. So I'm going to put this little like safety hatch thing. Oh my God. Latch it on. And then you couldn't actually recline your seat jeez um i don't know if how if they've maybe made those illegal it seems like you're touching somebody else's seat that they paid for that they shouldn't be doing that but you are using your tray table is connected to that person's seat so is that part of the seat yours i i don't know but that was a big thing for a while too it can get the line is a little blurry on what Do you, you remember you when doing. you used to have room i mean sure you were a child so everything seemed bigger and, and you were older because you're older than i am i am it's true <laughs> you love to bring that up whatever chance you get <laughs> i'm 26 you're 43 Jeez there's no Louise. i mean what's what's the problem why here? are you so obsessed with age get over because it because i'm getting old now get over it when i met you you were an old woman everyone and ages. i and i was like listen i got this hot I was old a woman. hot 28 year old and I, got, I would love to have that body back and i was like a fat 14 year old and Ew. <laughs> <laughs> that's gross you were not 14 i thought you were saying i was not fat um no, i was you, fat. yeah that's, but that's okay i like big guys yeah but now i'm not that fat and you like me better be honest i as we go through life together i like you more and more every yeah, year it deepens nice. our relationship it just so happens yeah i'm sweet that i'm like a sexy hot guy with like a 12 pack okay what they don't know guys i'm gonna be putting up a picture of my 12 pack later on the uh, reality blows instagram welcome uh, to reality blows version of netflix's the circle um <laughs> oh, are I'm you being catfished or yeah, not we kind of catfish you guys every week a little bit you never know if we're telling the truth right i mean nobody knows what we actually look like i think that if they've been listening long enough that they know we can't not tell the truth folks if you and once again if you want to know who we really are you have to go to the patreon i mean we do we're putting on voices right now that's not how we sound i wish i could lie i honestly wish i had the ability to keep things from you Ash, nick what c- before we jump into that i was going to do something i was talking oh, about our patreon okay can we just get and then i want to hear yeah. your thing about lying yeah but can we give these people a taste on what our real voices sound like on the patreon oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to go first yeah you, you go, go first hey my name <laughs> i can't do it Hi guys, welcome to the Patreon. This is Ashley. Today we're going to be talking about our favorite things. Hey, everybody loves Nick and Raymond. Oh my that's, that's God. My Ray Romano voice. That's my Raymond Romano voice boyfriend, <laughs> and I love him. My name is Raymond Romano. That's what everybody knows me as. We're going to go. We're going to go do a cookout. Then we're going to go meet the King of Queens. <laughs> then we're going to go um, take a train to Boston. Uh, great. Thank you. Okay, so you're saying you wish you could lie to me. Now let's hear about that. I just wish I had some ability to lie to you or not even lie to you to just keep information from you like this is insane why are you saying this to me keep this information from me no i wish i could do it i'm not okay i will talk about what i just told you about an hour ago you know what i'm talking about yeah okay we should we should just lead into what we wanted to talk about anyway because that's uh kind of revolves around that but yeah go for it so basically i've my clothes are a little tighter okay folks at home my pants are a little snugger than usual my double chin is 
it's no longer a coin purse. It's a regular sized wallet. You know what I'm saying? I put on some pounds. She really didn't, folks. I just, you know, when you feel it, guys, like you don't have to go buy a whole new wardrobe, but you just don't feel as cute. Your boobs are a little too big. You guys know what I'm talking about. You all have boobs. And everyone who listens to this podcast. To be honest, the majority of you do have boobs from our, <laughs> from what I can tell on who's reaching out to us. But you know what I mean? You just, you, people are taking pictures of you and then you see the picture and you're like, oh, I wish I was looking a little thinner. Anyway, I'm trying to go on a diet and Nick has just graciously volunteered to be my coach because we all know he has done so well with his diet. And his thing is really just got to cut the carbs, got to cut the carbs, cut the carbs, cut the carbs. That ain't it. No bread. Cut the sugar. 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 And the carbs. No bread. Um, And cut the sugar. No desserts. Stuff like that. So we went to New Jersey for Valentine's. And we're definitely going to talk about that because it's an exciting adventure. But something that is very cool about Nick's mom's house is that there's usually a lot of treats around. There's a lot of little treats kind of uh, sprinkled throughout the house, especially when Nick's uncle Woody is there because he loves cookies. So everybody buys a lot of cookies for Woody. And usually I have a ball. So we got we were there, and on Saturday we had noticed there was cookies and that there were Reese's peanut butter Valentine's Day cups, the heart shaped ones, frozen in the freezer, guys. AKA like a, the like best a, version of a Reese's, like cup. a twenty pack. It was incredible, um, but you know I've given up sugar. Nick's really riding my ass about it, and so I can't have any. I can't have any of these sugary treats. Now, can I try to save face a little bit? Yeah, of course. I'm riding your ass based on you clearly reaching out to me and being like, "Fine, just help me out with this stuff." Yeah, I was joking. Um, so I I understand. It seems like uh, he's you a know, sweet boy. We just we just d- dealt with Naomi and Matul, the fallout of that. Oh, that's so true. And, yeah. And People seem to be upset with that type of thing. Now, first of all, Naomi definitely doesn't need Matul to slap a cookie out of her mouth. Right. Not, not that I need to slap a cookie out of yours, but you are not Naomi. But let me just say, you are a lot closer to Naomi than I am to Matul. Can we say that? I don't even. Yeah, we so can say that. <laughs> I, I, I think that if you're looking at them, you're like, let fucking Mat- Matul, maybe you need to eat a fucking cookie dog like you know what i mean like it's not you don't need to be mr no cookie okay me i could do without cookies um yes i do have a 12 pack but it's mostly cookies it's a 12 pack of cookies (laughs) that i have stored in my big old breasts so anyway Um, yesterday was like the first day of me eating right and i did a really great job and everyone was really proud of me and by everyone i mean nick and and i was also a little proud and then um i told him (laughs) today on our way to breakfast that uh, I had our been, way to our carb-free breakfast on our way to our carb-free breakfast I was like listen I got to tell you something yesterday I had like a stack of cookies to the side and I was sneaking them I was popping them in my mouth <laughs> while I was by the fire Ridiculous. reading a book I ate about 10 chips ahoy cookies 10 and um that's the sort of thing I wish I could keep from you because I did such a good job of hiding 10 that cookies I did such a good job of hiding that and like why couldn't I just just continue to hide it like this compulsion to tell you the truth and everything it's like geez 
this is pretty ridiculous. There's got to be some mystery Ten in this relationship. Cookies. Well, there was six at first, and then I was like, <laughs> first. "I'm not done." And so I got up, and I had like them in a little, um, like paper towel wrapped to the left, like tucked into my like <laughs> yeah. between my hip <laughs> and the great. chair, so that because I could see you if I looked to the right and yeah. kind of ducked down a little bit, I could see you underneath the kitchen table. So you were just like staring at your phone. Yeah, so you'd be looking at your phone, and I'd pop in a Chips Ahoy and eat it. But I was far enough away from everyone; no one knew what I was doing in the same room same room but the room was big the enough room was big enough and I was reading a book 10 so, cookies yeah all right yeah so Ashley's like really into Agatha Christie right now so she's e- reading Agatha Christie but you were actually reading your essentialism book which yeah. is something that you talked about on our patreon guys yep. www.patreon.com forward slash reality blows and uh you know I I was over there just staring into my phone. Another problem, you know, but we were waiting for laundry to be done. We had to come home so we could uh, watch Survivor, which is what we're going to talk about in a little bit. Oh, yeah. And so it was kind of killing time. Time. And so that's what we're going. And you're like, I just want to sit by the fire and read my book. Yeah. We're like, fine. So you go over there and just remove yourself from the situation. And you're sneaking cookies over there. And the idea that you we're in the same room. And you're sneaking cookies is such a wild experience for me. But also, I did think it was strange that you're reading your book. It was like we had just drank coffee. It was like 3.30 p.m. Yeah. And I'm like, Ash, uh, what's going on with that laundry? Is your load done? And I, and I look over like, uh-huh. You fell asleep. You just, you <laughs> well, I fell cookies. asleep after I the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> ten cookies. And you just passed out in a chair. Yeah. In the like middle, a, on a Saturday. You just make me sleepy. <laughs> it's like, why is Ashley sleeping? We just drank big cups of coffee. Another we had like 12 that, cups of okay. coffee that day. Well, the reason I had 10, and this is what happened, was when your mom and I were like looking for something, and she opened um, like a drawer, and she was like, oh, there's like there was like hidden cookies there where they had like <laughs> hidden them from us. Yeah. She was like, oh, there's like chips away down here. And so I went and got those later. By the way, hi, Donna. I'm sure you're, if you're listening to this. She's definitely listening episode, to this. Episode, um, forgive me. So I was down there and. No, my mom's probably proud of you that you got out from under my thumb because she was not happy that I was telling you like, oh, you maybe you shouldn't be eating the bread while we're eating dinner. She got pissed at me. You did slap it out of my hand. I didn't slap anything out of your hand. You put, you threw the bread. You took it out of my hand. You threw it across the room. I grabbed it away from us and put it away. Yeah. Because on Valentine's Day, we had a huge, like, Can I just day. tell this thing All about, right, okay, co- cookie so stories. I pulled the Chips Ahoy out and, like, I thought it was um, three rows. And so I was, like, running my finger down the middle row because I didn't want to open it if it it was a fresh thing so i was like is this has this already been opened or not because it's like it had the little uh self-sealing like you know top to it so i was like i don't know if it's open or not so i ran my thing down it and i just felt like an empty row and so i was like okay so this has been half eaten so i opened it but that empty row was actually like the plastic between two separate rows of cookies (laughs) so then i felt like all this guilt for opening a new chips ahoy so i was like well i really got to eat a lot and make it worth it so that (laughs) oh you did it for the benefit of other people yeah so that's where that came from that makes sense yeah. Should we just do a food podcast? Is that what this has become? I mean, you know I could just talk about food forever and ever. By the way, check out my old podcast, Junk Food. Yeah. With the great Sachi Ezra. You can still find it on 
iTunes. Um, okay. Uh, well, I, we could talk about what led up to uh, us being in New Jersey. Yeah, let's talk about our Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day was a Friday, which is always exciting. We had big plans. Okay? Big plans. Um, I had found, like Ashley and I, we want to take a lot of day trips. We do have a car. We live in Brooklyn, but we have a car. So that means we can zip out of the city whenever we want. And I'm always kind of looking for somewhere around New York that we can go to that wouldn't take too long. And two hours and 15 minutes away from us is the Mark Twain Museum. And what's cool about that is they have like a living uh, tour guide, uh, a person who's in character who plays like a butler or somebody in the staff who's in character, gives you like an hour and a half tour. Seems like right up Ash and I's alley. Uh-huh. You know, we love uh, to be taken away to a, a wondrous place. Yeah, we love a little history. We love a good performance from a local um theater we actor like, we like to be transformed into into another world yeah um, take us away so that was our plan but the problem is we also had a bunch of other plans that day and one was to record our patreon www.realityblows patreon patreon patreon.com <laughs> and uh we had to do that and we also had to sort of get our shit together i wanted to go to the gym ash wanted to do eat cookies i don't know what ash wanted to do but we ended up getting a little bit of a late start and we recorded our podcast and we were like do we want to take the two and a half hour ride there? It's already noon. It closes at five. We wanted to get something to eat. We were already like hungry. Yeah. We talked to on our favorite things podcast on Patreon. We actually talked about our breakfast that day because there's this place for those of you who are not there. There's this place up the street that has like the most we're kind of obsessed wonderful egg sandwich and like potato fried potatoes we can't talk skins. about food anymore i mean it's just today's pod. But this is like the cheat like i mean we're yeah. like eating the it shit was out cheat of day. it was valentine's day it was cheat day so then we're like screw it we're full on this we want to go we decided you know why don't we were going to go to new jersey that night um, well, our plan was to go to this thing in connecticut and then just drive back to new jersey spend the night there hang out with the fam because we wanted to give my mom her cr- belated very belated christmas present yeah which which was was, a craig conover sewing down south pillow my god folks and by the way check our reality blows instagram you can see a picture of it she posted a very nice picture donna thank you very much for doing that and uh so we uh wanted to do that and we're like screw it let's just go to new jersey i was like ash what do you want to do and she's like honestly I want to go to the Silver Ball Museum and play pinball, which is something in Asbury Park, New Jersey. It's like the Silver Ball Museum is a museum for pinball machines, but it's really just an arcade. You get to play them all. Yeah, it's an arcade. You just pay like for the hour or the half hour, and then everything's free. So you don't have to spend quarters on anything. And it's $10 for an hour, which is like enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you could also pay. Did you? You could pay seventeen fifty and stay till closing for another oh, really? seven bucks. You could stay there all day long and play. Uh, I love that place long. so much. It's right on the boardwalk. And it's it's like, so cool. In the winter, there's nothing to do in Asbury but yeah. like drink, eat, and go to the Silverball Museum. But so, no one's there. Also, yeah. Well, it was Valentine's Day, and there really wasn't that many people there. But we'll get to that in a second. And also, Ashley. I mean, we talked about this on a prior podcast when Ash was uh, watching my grandma and my mom's dogs. She spent a whole lot of time in Ocean Grove, which is the town right next to Asbury Park, which is the town my grandma and my mom live in, she got really hooked on a restaurant, a sushi restaurant over there named Taka. Okay, Taka's my favorite place. I don't know what to say. I don't know how it happened. But like while I was staying in Ocean Grove slash Asbury, I went to Taka by myself every day, I think, for the most part. Um, They got the best miso soup. And so Nick was like, so we're like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to drive three hours to this Connecticut museum and then two hours to New York. 
Jersey. And then that's like five hours and we're already like halfway through our day. And you know that feeling, y'all, when you're just like, you just want to bail on your plans. When you're like, instead of doing that, let's go get some freaking dope ass sushi and go play a pinball. Like play pinball machines for a couple for an hour also they don't just have pinball they also have um like um what is that called that i love so much babe it's um shoot um with the 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 ski ball thank you sorry guys i'm pouring coffee for myself but the idea that ashley couldn't pull ski ball literally her favorite activity i love it so much i'm fairly certain you wanted to go there just to play ski ball yeah ski ball was the main thing they also have like an old sort of old-timey baseball game that's from like the third everything they have there is so cool y'all Okay, like you go there and they're um, all of their old arcades have like a paragraph explaining like when this game was introduced and like how people took to it. You can play the Elton John pinball machine from the 70s. I mean, they have pinball machines from the like 50s. Yeah. And like restored. Beautiful. 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 I mean, it's it's really great. So first things first, we take this drive. And- so I just like I said, I really wanted to bail and I was like, let's just go to New Jersey and chill. Let's go to Taka. Let's go play some pinball. Well, well- what was the re- I mean, we'll talk about Taka in a second. So um, we, by the way, we took a art. We we're like, yeah, that'll be great. We left about 3.30 p.m. It's supposed to take an hour and 45 minutes from Brooklyn to go to my mom's house. That's what it says on, on, on paper. This thing took us like three hours. Three hours. I mean, it was wild. I mean, people must have been rushing out of work just to go on their dumb little Valentine's Day dates because Valentine's Day is a Friday, maybe? I guess that's what was going on. Also, there was one night when I was staying in Ocean Grove that I came back to the city because I had a couple shows I had to do. And when I drove back from Brooklyn to Ocean Grove, it took like an hour and 15 minutes, like an hour and 10. What time was it? It was like 10 p.m., 10.30. During the week? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It was like I was the only person on the road. When you leave um, at off hours, it's just like a beautiful drive. I was shocked. It's nice. I was like, this is so easy peasy. So it takes us three hours to get there. We're like at the... Uh, we're At this point, you know, I think we're both really irritated and hungry. Um, yeah, we were starving. Because that's the thing. When you eat a bunch of carbs, it when they drop out of your system... It's just, it's death. It's, yeah. You just want to kill yourself, kill everyone around you. Yeah. You're driving over the Veronzano Bridge. You just want to drive off it. Traffic was so freaking bad. Luckily, uh, for that, that day was Valentine's Day. And the only saving grace was the fact that I bought you a bunch of candy. Yeah. And we just chewed on a bunch of oh like shitty, waxy ass candy. It that got I us through that car ride for sure. Some Hershey's hearts. Yeah. They were so stuff. good. He also got me a box of Godiva, which we ate in like the first 30 minutes oh, God, of the, the day. Godivas were great. It I, was I so made sure good. to put in the card please share the candy with me because i wanted it i wanted it in writing <laughs> um so we fi- like also then we got to asbury we couldn't find a parking spot and it's like 6 40 at this point and we're like oh my god like that's going to be totally packed because of reservations and we can't find a parking spot and then we found a parking spot that was like 15 minute walk away so cold it's finally winter by the way in new york and new jersey it's, it was really cold but also it's right on the ocean it's a beach town yeah. so that makes it just like blisteringly cold so we walked walk over there we get in the place and the place is pretty packed up by it's the time bumping. we get in there yeah and we're like 
hi, um, for two. And they were like, do you have a reservation? We're like, no. And the guy was like, hmm, I'm really sorry, but like all of our tables for two of the reservations are taken for reservations. But all we can do is give you this one table for walk-ins. And we're like, what table? And they just pointed to a table that was like right there. And they're like, this is our walk-in table. Would you like to sit there right now? And I was like, yes. Yes. And we sat down. I don't know why they told us that. Yeah. they just wanted to make us look like mm, you're a little less than. Now, the table that we got basically was a table that belongs like on a patio of a restaurant. It was sort of patio furniture, but I'm telling you, I always want this walk-in table because, A, you were far apart from the other tables. Like, nothing that we hate more in this family than being like elbow to elbow with somebody. Even though it's New Jersey, there's a little bit more space, but still, like, you're still close to people when you're in those tables in the main part of the restaurant. This was completely isolated. It had a shelf it was like the it was like like sort of the valentine's day display wall so they had written in chalk above our table like um happy valentine's day from taco with love and then there were all these flowers on the shelf and then like 40 candles right there it's like this most romantic table in the house we were also like way far away from like everybody else's table that's what i said oh yeah yeah (laughs) saying like i don't want to be elbow to elbow with people yeah yeah it was uh it was a wild time but it was a good time and we ate talking now I understand why Ashley likes this place. I've been there a couple of times, but we've got some sort of a, uh, a role there. That's what happened is I hacked the system on this place because we've been there a couple of times and it's, it was okay. But like since I was staying in um, Ocean Grove, I had a lot of time to read a lot of Yelp reviews and I found out what people liked the most and I went to Taka and I ordered that. And I got to say, it's a favorite for our reason. It was very good. We had a very so good time. So good. Ashley the got- only drawback of that table was that people kept like getting like one people, one person got their picture taken in front of the display which means that we were just like it behind them yeah it was weird <laughs> it was fine it was nice though it was a nice time then we left there we went over to the silver ball museum and we, we were going to play some ski ball and some pinball as we walked in we realized that they had a new machine there and that machine because they have arcade games there too old classic video games and the machine that they have there is the simpsons arcade game from 1991 and honestly ash and i both have very fond memories playing this game with our dads at uh, little arcades when we were kids. This was the number one game of my childhood with my father. There was um, a Simpsons arcade at Johnny Mercer's Pier in Wrightsville Beach. And in the summer, me and my dad, barefoot, we'd get a Coke and we'd get like $5 worth of quarters and we'd play the Simpsons arcade. And that was like what we did. It was classic summer. We never beat it though. And uh, I used to play this back when there was uh, like one arcade like near the hometown that I grew up in with my dad. It was called Razzmatazz. And they had this game there, and we used to play this game. And uh, I don't even, not even remember beating it. Like, I've played it uh, again in my life, like, as an older person, like, going and seeing this arcade game. Because it is one of the most classic arcade games ever. It's so fun. It is really fun. It's still really fun. But, um, yeah, you never beat it either. No, I don't even remember, like, getting far in the game. Well, when I was, like, referencing things, like, this is about to happen, this is going to come. Like, when we got to certain levels, which clearly you had not gotten to. Yeah, yeah. Because I hadn't, I probably have not played that in 20 years yeah. at this point yeah so uh we were like oh shit and here's the best part about it like mm, no quarters needed you're playing for free so you uh, you can just go to like where you like uh, press the one player you pick your character and you just hit the button like 10 times and you have like 40 yeah and, and it gave me 33 lives yeah we had and i'm like let's do it and so ash and i i would say how long half hour yeah 
In a half hour, we beat we beat that entire game. Hell yeah, we beat that entire game. And dreams, childhood dreams do come true. And uh, check our Instagram because we're going to post the pictures of it because we have uh, some pictures in front of the game. They're not the best pictures in the world, but yeah. we did take pictures of it. We had had some sake before, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are not open in most of the pictures. Uh, but it was like so much fun. It so was so it was much worth, fun. It was worth the price of admission to go there and beat that game. It was wild. It's crazy that you don't even think that like you can grow up and be an adult and one day beat the childhood game that you could never beat it makes me want to go back there and just like beat pac-man yeah like, do you know what i mean yeah. like uh just spend an hour there and just yeah. try to beat the game um, yeah. with a bunch of lives um it's like worth it i want to write them an email and ask them to get the um ski ball thing fixed though because we get couldn't this, play against know, each we other play against we had to do with we had to do it like one at a time the other games that i wish that they had there is i, I wish they had the um the x-men arcade game which was it's just like the simpsons arcade game oh. but you just pick an x-man and you just That's do a cool. side scroller and that was like really i i loved that game yeah and also there is uh, oh the ninja turtles there's a ninja turtles one that's just like that oh. as well and if they had those games i would go there just to play those games this week spend ten dollars and just beat them and see what it felt like because it was such a thrill it was such a thrill to, to, beat, the to beat this game it was great um i really wanted to play the adams family pinball machine but there was like a guy posted up there the entire time we were yeah. there um, you played a pinball machine called like Wild Rapids or like a, uh -huh, or whatever yeah, it was called. It was, it was a tornado um, machine. Uh, From like the pinball late machine. 80s. Yeah. And like when you would hit certain things, a fan would come on and blow on you as yeah. if a tornado <laughs> was <laughs> happening. It was so cool. It, yeah. They have so many cool games. I played one where you uh, if you got to a certain level um your pinball would get grabbed by a magnet and brought up like do you know where like the face where like the usually um the top part the top part that you're looking straight at where your score is in a pinball machine like the magnet would grab your ball bring it up to there and then you played pinball up there like yeah. a second level like a vertical and you were supposed to get it to even a further level which i never got to but the games got uh the pinball machines like if you spend time finding good ones they are so much fun they're so much when fun back when pinball was like people liked it and were like not like drained by their phones and xboxes or whatever yeah and they then, really put in work to entertain you back in the day one of the most coolest uh one of the most coolest yeah the most coolest is like that is that baseball game baseball from the one's 50s. my favorite no that's from the 30s is that from the 30s yeah jesus christ it's incredible so like you basically pitch it's like a pinball machine but you pitch to yourself and you try to hit it in the and the ball if you hit it off a ramp you can hit home runs yeah and, like you try to see how many and points then you can score in the vertical part like where your score is there's like these little baseball men and they'll run the bases like that just goes around in a circle depending on how many um, bases you hit and these machines are in such good working order yeah someone's taking really good care of them. it's wonderful and uh i didn't do it this time but i have done it in a previous times at this place is they like the ones from like the 40s and the 50s just the straight pinball machines did you play any of those when we were there mm -mm. so like where the baseball one was to the right of that, oh yeah i saw them so yeah. that was pre-hydraulics yeah and so when you're hitting the ball with the little flippers yeah it's hard to get the ball up there you have to like really hit it or it's not going to go all the way up to the top oh. it's just such a different game to play interesting because it's like to get it all the way up to the top you have to time it you have to hit that flipper really hard take a little more skill because like in the 70s they or whatever probably in the 60s they brought the hydraulics so you just hit it and then like the flippers flip as hard as they can but this one if you want it to hit hard you actually have to give it a little something hmm. it's a it's a fun time and we went there and we, we, we played there, for about an hour and once again we've been there uh, i would say two or three times sure. and once again i learned 
I always go there and ask them if I can buy a beer from them. I'm always like, hey, can I get a Coors Light? And they're like, oh, we don't sell beer. It's BYOB. Right. You got to bring it. And I will, I don't think I'll ever remember that. I think I'll always just think I can go there and get a beer. Well, I'm going to bring a bottle of Malbec next time. I yeah. Because, you know, wine I, it I, up. I drink red wine. Nick's a wine guy. So uh, now um, we leave there. We go home. I figured my mom would be sleeping, but we, uh, we came in there. It was about 11 o'clock. She was up. And uh, it was fun because we brought in her gift. Mm -hmm. And so we handed my mom her gift. And we already told you what the gift was. But she was like, boy, this looks strange. Yeah, and she's then, like unwrapping it. Like, what is and she it? Pulled it? When you buy like from Sewing Down South, like they, they it will just sell you the cover for like an expensive amount of money. And then uh, or they're like for like another 30 bucks, we'll give you the filling that fills it like nicely. And we're like, fuck it. So we bought the filling. So when she was opening it up, she just pulled like the, the filling out. She was like, this is interesting. It's soft. What is this? And I was like, that's not really the gift. The other thing is the gift. And then she opened it up and she kind of looked at it and she was like, hmm, what is it? And I, I was like, it's a pillowcase. And she was like, OK, cool. And Ashley was like, it's not just any pillowcase. It's a Craig pillowcase. And my mom yelped. Her reaction was incredible. She I've never seen anyone actually be surprised like, like that. She's like, oh, oh, like she flipped. <laughs> um, and she, she like, like jumped and a then little. she like grabbed it and hugged it. Um, sure, you're kidding me. Yeah, she couldn't believe that we got her a Craig Conover pillowcase. Sewing down south. I was so pleased. It was probably the best react gift reaction I've ever of gotten. All well, yeah, of all time. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was amazing. So it, she yelped so much that my grandmother, who's probably been sleeping for like five hours at that point, yeah, she came out of her bedroom and came over, and she thought that Ashley and I had gotten married. Yeah, like in Connecticut. Well, I knew you were going to Connecticut, and <laughs> and she was like, she had already. Already thought this since on Valentine's Day we were taking a trip to Connecticut that there might be a chance that like, we just went to a courthouse. <laughs> yeah. Connecticut for lovers. Yeah. Um but uh, and she, the Yelp from Donna, she was like they must have gotten married. So she came over to congratulate us. And my grandmother, not a reality TV fan, uh, once she was told that, no, in fact, we did not get married. But what happened was I gave my mother a sewing down south Craig Conover pillowcase from Bravo. Uh, my grandmother was like, I don't know what that is, uh, <laughs> but congratulations. I'm going back to bed. Um, so yeah, it was, a, 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 a really nice cherry on top of a kind of fun, crazy Valentine's day. Yeah. Um, so that's our little Valentine's day story, folks. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to talk about two things. Number one, we're going to talk about survivor 40 episode one. Guys, wow, 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 wow. We're going to be watching the show. So get on board. If you haven't seen the first episode of the 40th season of survivor, go ahead and check that out. It's on that CBS all access app or whatever. It's an hour, two hours. Um, and then we're also going to talk about our feelings about the entire season and really the finale of the circle. Ashley and I finally got our shit together. We watched that whole thing. So stick around and we'll be right back. Folks, we are back. We are going to talk uh, about Survivor, the 40th season, Winners at War. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this show. I didn't think I would get into it. You know, this just really speaks to um, being home with your grandparents and just watching TV mindlessly. Because <laughs> we, you know, my Nana and I, we watched the primer and I was like, got pumped about it, texted Nick. I was like, you need to watch the primer. I think we should watch the show for this podcast. And we've never really jumped into Survivor because... Because it honestly, it feels too like it too feels much insurmountable. It feels like the canon is too thick. But quite uh, honestly, if you are like us and you've been slacking and lacking 
in your survivorness um and maybe haven't watched in a long time for me i haven't watched since i don't know season two mm-hmm. um and i was like a child 20 yeah. years ago yeah uh so you can jump in on this one because this is a good seems like a good entry point especially like ash was talking about if you have cbs all access or probably on your cable provider on demand you can watch like the special that came on a week before this show uh premiered it tells you everything you need to know it's a clip show it's like a 40th anniversary clip show but also kind of primes you to get ready about this winners at war season and, totally. it, and it gives you a little history on most of the players that you're gonna see because most of the players that are picked they pick 20 20 winners. Everybody on this show has won this show before. Wow. And uh, a lot of them, not only won, but they won a couple of times. One of them. Well, a couple of them, I think, have won a couple of times. No, Sandra says in the beginning of the first episode, she goes, I have a unique perspective. I'm the only person here who has won twice. Okay, so, but a a couple of them has... uh, They've been on the show multiple times. They've been on the show multiple times. And they've made names for themselves. So like if uh, it's it's like I don't watch Survivor. At least I haven't until this season. And I only knew a couple of things from Survivor. And one name I knew was um, Boston Boston Rob. Rob. I've heard of this guy. You know what I mean? And just because I'm a reality TV fan, I've heard other people reference this person. And there seems to be a few Boston Rob-like players on this show this season. So it's fun. The cast of characters is wild. And even the people on the show who some of them haven't been on this show for 20 years. Yeah. They're like, boy, I've just I've kind of been out of the loop. This the is host, a different game for me. Yeah, the host, um, Jeff. Jeff he like, Probst. He definitely brings that up. He's like, he'll he'll look at a player. He's like, you were on this show before there was Twitter. You're on the show before there was smartphones, you know? Yeah. And people are like, yeah, I'm old. Yeah. Which is something I really liked about this first episode. You get some old people on this show. I mean, we're not, not like the word old means nothing because we're talking about people in their 30s, or early 40s, at most late 40s. But we're just talking about people who are not your regular reality television demographic. Well, we are used to in our competition show that we follow, as you guys know, we love the channel. We're used to those people. And We're those used to people, hot, young, 20-something buff people yeah. who are like working out on the off-season. The old people on the show are like 35. Yeah. And that's like very old On for the that challenge? Show. Oh my yes. God, yeah. Johnny um, Bananas is like a grandfather yes. at 35. But like everybody's kind of that age on this show. And I think 35 might be the youngest. Yeah, you and know? it's... It's uh, it's quite fun to watch. Also, the physiques. There are some people with some buff physiques, like that guy Jeremy. He seems pretty buff. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, the winner from last the last season was her name Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was kind of in the pink, and she was she kind of won. Anyway, she was the last season winner. The 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 most. Uh, she had one last season. Most I guess. recent season. Most recent. She was kind of a bit, she seemed pretty strong and she was kind of, you know, big. Everybody, there's a lot of wimpy, wimpy little lots physiques. Of bellies, lots of bellies. Lots of and weird tans. Yeah. And, and some devil chin. Yeah. It was kind of great to see that the physiques were not like CrossFit bodies love all around. It, love it. Love it. Love it. So those, and the, and, uh, the other initial, um, uh, sort of, 
uh, feelings I had about this, and Ashley brought, actually, I was thinking it, and Ashley actually said it yesterday, was the fact that Jeff Probst is such a good host. He's an incredible He's host. He's so friggin' into this. We love TJ, you know, from the challenge, but we love TJ like you love a mascot. With Jeff, it's like Alex Trebek. He's like adding to the show, you know? He's like, he's calling, he's doing like a... a play-by-play. Play-by-play, like on the sidelines of these games, and he's good at it, and he's he's a, a compelling narrator. I don't think it's 10-take probst. Do you no, know what I mean? Yeah, I, I really think this don't. guy, and he is so into this uh, as a game and a culture, and you could tell when he was hosting that clip show, you know, yes. he was so, you know, he is excited to yes. watch this happen. Yes, he's like Andy at a reunion. Yes, yes, yeah. super invested. That's yeah. a great way to compare him. He's like Andy. You could tell not only is he watching this, he's like into it. He's into it. He's and, part of the franchise. And, uh, you know, he uh, went at the uh, tribal councils. Like, there were points where at the tribal councils where he, he was trying to get information about what was going on on the island because he's not out there with them yeah and at the tribal council and people were like kind of tight-lipped you know playing their games and he's literally like guys i really want to know like, yeah what's, what's up what's been going on and he's like, getting like giddy about <laughs> yeah, it and yeah. he's like well what do you mean yeah what, what happened it, wait who left early someone left early yeah. someone walked off yeah and they're like yeah they walked off he's like why would you guys do that he's like it's like he's a fangirl yes but and, he is also oh, the host and probably the highest paid executive producer on the show like, yeah he's um, great well mark burnett is the guy who has started this i believe uh, he's like a legend in reality based on starting survivor and we gotta get him on the pod uh, yeah no really <laughs> um so uh, other things that i picked up that i really enjoyed um just from watching this and by the way we are two people that as we said before many times we do not watch this show yeah it, so fucking easy just to get into the first episode almost zero survivor mm, knowledge don't, on yeah, my part you don't need to know anything about it they tell you everything about it because once again people are lear learning on the show and you're learning with them it's a perfect format it is refillable it's easily understandable and it is immediately compelling and as soon as we were done with this episode by the way we watched a two-hour episode and it felt like an hour episode yeah and i wanted to watch the next one i was one. like i can't wait i yeah, can't wait super excited i can't wait to see what happens uh something that was really i took from this that i really liked is the strategy of the alliances and oh who God. they're gonna vote out was basically 75 percent of the show watching alliances form with people who know what they're doing was so interesting and and like Boston Rob, he's like the big man on campus. You know, he's like the most popular dude. And there's like a little chit chat in the beginning of the episode about possibly putting him in, uh, voting him off the island. You know, I'm saying putting him in because that's challenge terms. But Survivor is voting him off the island. And so there's chit chat about that. And then like this guy, I don't remember his name. He had on a cowboy hat. We're going to get to him. Ben, he just like starts talking to Boston Rob. Like they're just like walking on the beach. And then just immediately spills all the beans. Yeah, and in his interviews, he's basically like, I got, I was fangirled out. And he's like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm talking to Boston Rob. He's asking me questions. Yeah. It's like, what am I not going to answer? He's him? like, I've watched Boston Rob for many years on this show. And to be on the other end of Boston Rob doing the Boston Rob thing, like, I could see what happens here. I just kind of melted and gave him all the information. And Boston Rob spun him being uh, like really target number one. Okay. He was the, the person that was on the chopping block. And within a matter of, you know minutes it seems like i mean that's editing of course but very quickly he turned the tables to have complete power yeah he confronted the person that put his name up and instead of attacking that person he said thank you for being so upfront that means huge to me 
I'd like to work with you. And this person's like, great, let's work together. Yeah. And then boom, he flipped the tables. I mean, it was a wonderful thing to see. Yeah. I mean, the speed in which names were being thrown out and deliberations were happening and alliances were forming was light speed. It was insane. The chain of uh, command that was flipping, who was going to be voted in, who became a, a top dog. I was watching animals fall into a pecking order just from sniffing butts, it, basically. It was unbelievable and it was so much fun to watch this. The way it was edited, was a it was just kept me going. And then yep. you get to see some really fun, and honestly, they were very quick challenges. Like, yeah. I mean, the challenges took like five minutes of the show. The rest was them building forts and deliberating and plotting. And it was that's exactly what I want from a television show. Yeah. You know, it was so it was uh, so much fun to watch these people work in this way. Um, you know, the other thing that we should mention is they have a redemption house, if you will. They yeah. have a thing called Edge of Extinction. Yeah. So when you get voted off, you're not off the show. You get to go to a scarier island. Yeah. And you get to work your way uh you get to have an opportunity to work your way back into the game. Now, let me just tell you this. The game, if you win this game, the winner gets the biggest prize in reality show history, $2 million fucking dollars. Wow, that means you're going home with a mil, at least at a mil. At least a million. After taxes. Take it home usually, a mil. if you win a million on a game show, you're really probably getting 600000 All these people already won a million. Yeah. I mean, you're bona fide rich if you win this game. Yeah. And, uh, Your life has changed it, forever. Again, it's, uh, it's wild. So these people really want to win this game. And uh, when you go to the edge of extinction, they give you like little clues and a bottle. And then that allows you to sort of do a little treasure hunt that allows you to take small steps to possibly getting yourself you get these fire chips is yeah, that what they were called? fire tokens fire coins something like that and you can build them up and use them for different things which apparently is a new thing that they're uh doing on this season is this fire tokens thing yeah which is very familiar to a little reality show mtv tried to do um called like million dollar island or something what was it called we watched know. it. treasure million i don't know we watched like about six or seven episodes and then the guy who was winning um really like was made me angry do you remember that guy? Bear, nope, not at all, actually. Oh, I hated him so much. And I was like, I can't watch this show anymore because this dude's going to win and I don't want to support it. Yeah. And uh, so, it, it, you know, the other thing is you get, uh, you get, um, what are those called? The idols? Uh, yeah, immunity idols. Immunity idol. idols. And you can, and, and, and that's a thing in this game that started a bunch of seasons back which back when i was watching survivor was not a thing that they would just hide things on the island and yeah sneakily get them and, and then we learned in the primer that people were making like fake immunity yeah. idols and hiding them around the so island so awesome that is I, so I can't cool. wait for that i mean the, the the autonomy you have in survivor is to me unlike no other game that they would allow like that yeah when, when they would allow fake idols to be like brought in as a fun part of the game right if somebody has just decided because you're not doing anything but sitting around so yeah. like you're coming up with a game within a game within a game there's and that's no exciting. producers yeah it's, there's no producers meddling waking you up being like okay today we're gonna go down there okay everybody's got to eat in the kitchen yeah. and then um you should bring up what happened last night you know there's no production and case in point with this game that uh things become part of like the rules and 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 like what would be considered a rookie move you have two competitors that i guess made a real rookie move even though they're not rookies where they went off with a map and stayed looking for water and they got lost they got lost quote unquote 
But um, apparently you're not allowed to, like, sneak off. If you sneak off and it's just two people, apparently that's a rookie move and puts a big target on your back. Yeah, I think, uh, like, in the beginning, like, you want to stay close to the pack. You don't want to isolate yourself because then you are seen as meddling or being shifty. Being shifty, and it also allows everybody else to go, okay, easy targets. Let's just vote for these people. We'll get them off. And that's sort of what happened on this first episode if not for the fact that some of the real old pros decided to make an underhanded move which sent our first person to the edge of extinction yeah uh which was another exciting moment on the show i mean it was full of excitement i think what we're going to do is just go through the cast a little bit and And say our our first impressions say our first impressions and then we will uh we'll we'll take it from there okay so the first person we're going to talk about is ethan zone he is the winner of south africa survivor south africa which I believe was like the second survivor. And it was like it was like a it was long early, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he has can- had cancer and he beat had it. cancer and come back. And he was we got a lot of interviews with this guy. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a big contender. Now this guy, seeing him like play hacky sack on the island as in a clip show and the yeah. aspect ratio that is not like the ones that we have now, and then seeing his picture here versus what he looks like now, it looks like his dad. It does. Is playing the game. Yeah. Versus who this guy is. He looks like a young man playing mm-hmm. hacky sack. It just it really he shows. He looks like a college student. It's just time. Time has taken the toll time on this man. Time is cruel. Uh, but he is a real positive force. And the fact that he's, you know, beaten cancer, it's it's a good story. I'm glad to have him around. And uh, he seems like a nice guy who's who's in the mix. Yeah. I'm a, And I'm liking his interviews because he is like, he seems so confused in all of his interviews. He's like, I don't know what is happening. You know, he's being very honest about being freaked out and confused. And that, as, as a viewer, I immediately latch on to that. Well, I think back in the day, they were not spending the entire like it wasn't you immediately find alliances and start talking about right. who you're going to vote off it was like let's see if we can get some rice man yeah like, let's you know, spend a week yeah building know, a fort and like getting to know well, who knows what's going to happen at this point there are ways you play this game and everybody on this island knows exactly the way to play the game and you better not fall to the back of the pack or you're fucking done yeah for it's, real it's exciting next up is sandra diaz twine she is the winner of survivor pearl islands and survivor heroes versus villains let me guess she was a villain on that i'm I, assuming i'm assuming too. she is a wild character i mean Ooh. like one of the more wild uh, reality show characters i've ever seen talk about a compelling person really like shit talker like like you know she's putting false information out uh into the world to try to make sure people you know to save herself from things she's got uh vendettas against people who she's thrown out other winners on the show Mm -hmm. i mean and she really is like I mean, like, I would say half the show is dedicated to watching her talk some shit on this show. Amazing. I mean, she's going to be a clear star on this season. So incredible to watch a her. A star within a whole bunch of stars. Yeah. I mean, that's hard. And uh, she's definitely there. I'm excited. to. I was excited to meet her. Um, next up is Amber Mariano, formerly Amber Brickchick, Survivor All-Stars. Is that Rob's wife? Uh, let me see. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Rob's wife. Mar- come on, Mariano. That's you. That's definitely Mariano. Ro- that's definitely Rob's uh, boss and Rob's last name. Yeah, Mariano. This is her. Uh, I think her story is that she's Boston Rob's wife, and yeah. that they're a couple, and they got a big target on their. They're on separate teams, but still, people seem to not like the fact that they're both on this show. Yeah, and, uh, honestly, I mean, we're talking about this show. She got sent to the edge edge of extinction. She's she the second person to get sent there. Yeah, two people got sent to the edge of extinction in the premiere episode. 
relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't find her that interesting. I'm sorry. No, nah. Am I supposed to? No, no, no. She, they I didn't mean, maybe, give her much. She just won a long time ago. She won a long time and, ago, and uh, she has kids. She has kids, and she feels like she's rooting for her team, but she also doesn't want to see Rob lose because she's his biggest fan. Yeah, she so. said that. And then she also she gave her kids calendars to mark off the yeah. days yeah. until yeah. they got she's, home. There's a lot of moms on this show, a lot of moms, a lot of dads. Yeah. And it's like a very, like, there's a lot of that talk going on, you know? Danny Boatwright, winner of Survivor Guatemala, she uh, thought that she was on the chopping block last right. night. And I enjoyed that a lot because she was just kind of going up to people and she'd walk up to people and everyone would stop talking. So the, <laughs> the deal with Danny and Amber and this Kim. guy... No, this guy Tyson. Oh, wasn't there a Kim involved as I well? I don't think so. I don't remember. But there uh, apparently last year there was like some sort of. Oh, I'm sorry, Kim and Dan. I, we've confused oh, it was these Kim. two. Okay. Yeah, okay. He, yeah, no, no, that's not her. That's I don't know. Who, her. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I got nothing to say about Danny. Let me see this person. Um, she she is also a mom. I think. Don't know. Don't know. Oh no, this is the person who was calling out Rob, and then that that I believe voted. You're right. So this person, Danny, was the one who was like, I don't know much i'm kind of just been doing the mom thing but i think maybe we should get rob off because he seems to be like the best player on this game yeah then rob finds out because of ben who spills all the beans he confronts danny and is like thanks for being honest want to work together and they're like sure yeah so that's what happens right there next we have a person named yule yule kwan and uh he won survivor cook islands a big thing but first of all yule has a has definitely one of the best physiques on the show yule's hot and, and he, he also said that he won by playing game theory. Yes, he has game theory. And he's talking about like physics and yeah. math. And he yeah. seems to be thinking about this like a game, capital right. G. And you get to a lot of him because what he is doing is since he has been out of the Survivor universe, he's not really like a figurehead. Right. He's trying to band together all of the other like-minded players who don't have connections outside of the show. Yeah. And with that has built quite an alliance. Because on both teams, there's sort of a block of experienced players who are friends with each other outside of the show and then there's sort of stragglers they're sort of free agents independent players and much like what happens on invasion of the champs on the challenge the uh, free agent players come together and they're like hey we outnumber those other people who like we're scared of their alliance but if we all came together we would outnumber them and that is what is happening and yule is really running that and uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun to watch this guy work. Yeah. he seems like a nice guy, but he's also smart and he's making some good Definitely moves. Definitely into Yule. Next, we have a player called Parvardi Shallow. What a Ooh, name. Ooh, I love her. Big part of this show. On the clip show, you see a lot about her. Apparently, yeah. when she won- She's um, a, She seems to be a vicious player, I Micronesia fans versus favorites. And uh, she, I guess, probably has been on the show a few times. Yeah. But won once. And uh, she said that previously her game was a lot of flirting. She mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. to do a lot of flirting but now she's a mom she's married she's not really into that anymore but what happens is her and rob boston rob make a quick connection and immediately they, they're like we're working together and they're the people that kind of flip the vote and start yeah. making some moves and uh there's a nice uh point in the show where they're kind of walking through and they decide to make this alliance and uh, she uh, is kind of like hey Rob like why are you working with me because we were definitely at each other's throats last time he's like that's because we weren't on the same page early enough yeah. now we are he's like Let I'm doing this right now yeah. so we get on the same page I want to work with you let's yeah. work and they're like let's work and uh, the next person up is Boston Rob Mariano wow. so I mean, we've talked a lot about Rob here. He's great. He's clearly the star. He, I wonder if he is um, 
sponsored by uh, the Red Sox in some way to wear that hat all mm. the time because he has made the the Red Sox hat like a thing in reality TV. Yeah, I mean that's he is Boston Rob. The other thing is like he does everything with that. Has a nice head of hair. Yeah, does everything with the hat. He was swimming with that fucking hat on. Yeah, he ain't bald. He ain't bald. Um, he's got a nice he's got a nice tan. I'd say him and Sandra are like the the most compelling so far. Oh, definitely. And the fact that he's wearing a gold chain the whole time, like I I really do like Boston Rob quite a bit. And so he orchestrates this whole thing with, with the little bit of information he has, and you're like, oh, is he a dirty player? But then during their challenge, they have to get over this like uh, spinning roll like log, and it's in the water, and Rob is immediately. He's like, he is using his back. He's like, everybody stand on my shoulders and I'll throw you over this log instead of trying to climb over it because they were, they kept slipping back. So Rob's like using his body to get everybody over this. And it's like, oh, he's not a dirty player. He's a team player and he's playing an honest game. And that is why he gets far. It's, it's nice. He won Redemption Island, by the way. So I guess maybe that was the first time that they brought a Redemption Island in, and mm. he won that. Uh, next up is Sophie Clark. Sophie is a, I believe, considers herself a nerd. Yes. Um, she seems to start talking and... and she like, starts working with Yule, Yule pretty early. Yule, and she likes the fact that they're both not really connected outside the house, but also she likes Yule because Yule is a nerd shield for her. Yeah. And I believe she thinks that normally she would be targeted for being maybe the smartest person on the island yeah and uh but now she has yule and everybody knows yule is the person who's really going to be talking about strategy and making this a game um and then she can kind of hide behind him in a way yeah she won south pacific um next up is kim now kim is the person we confused with danny okay yes kim is so great i i don't know kim but i loved that she kept walking up to groups of people and they would stop talking and she was like you guys are talking about me and they're like no we're not and she's like you I walked up and everyone stopped yeah. talking. And she was, you know, she was like, this is what it's feeling like to be on the um, the other end of this. Well, because she was a winner. She won um, one world, Survivor One World. Yeah. And uh, she was like, I was like literally pulling all the strings on that season. And now I'm the person at the bottom of the barrel. This is crazy. It makes me feel terrible. Yes. Now, the reason we were getting into this before, the reason that she had a target on her back was there are a few people, Tyson, Rob, Kim, that played a game of poker. Amber. I don't know who else. Oh, but Amber's just connected because of Rob. Yeah, Yeah. let's just say it's Tyson, Rob, and Kim because they were exactly the people that they were targeting on this They played competitive poker like a year ago. On a TV show. On a TV show. And at some point, one of them said, um, if we ever get back on Survivor, this is the ultimate alliance or something like that. And so now everyone's like, that's the poker, that's the poker group. And the person that that talked about this was Yule. Yule was the one who brought this up. And he kind of brought this in everything and everybody was like yep let's Sandra just, jumped all let's over just, it let's just run with this next up is Denise Denise is one of the people that uh slipped off with somebody yes I think his name is Adam and uh they Denise a, is older I'm into that a, love an older woman on my television screen by the way looks a lot older than she does when she won Survivor Philippines I'll yeah, tell you that. yeah her hair does. is completely gray now um and she slipped off with a guy named Adam and they they made the rookie move the target on her back but ended up kind of getting away from it because of uh, Rob and Pervar making a couple of moves based on some other people letting them know that uh, these two people were kind of tied at the hip. We'll get to those people when we get to those but people. It was, I think it was either, her, I think it was her, it might have been Adam. One of them said, hey, we just met yesterday. Like there's alliances here of people yes. who are in each other's lives. We're not the people
people anyone should be worried about. Which is a smart move. And honestly, yeah. in this game, it seems like all you have to do is like make a say something like that, and you're like, you're right, let's run with it. Yeah, exactly. So Tyson is another person that was in this poker yes, alliance yes. here. He's a real tall, handsome guy. He had a sob story about the fact that he gets to hang out with his kids every day because of Survivor, because he's got to live off his Survivor money for the past 12 years. By the way, how do you do that? Can you be our financial advisor? For real. Because- I mean, for a million bucks in 12 years, that's not, you know. Uh, so uh, Survivor Blood versus Water is what he won. And uh, apparently people think he's funny. He's yeah. a funny guy. Everyone keeps saying he's funny. He's and handsome. then they went, they threw to a clip, like as if we were going to see him be funny. But we just, we saw him make a comment and then people laughed. There was no funniness. I have yet to see the funniness. Yeah. But what I did see is him being a little snake. And as soon as he learned that this poker group was like possibly, um, you know, putting a target on his back, he went around. He's like, I'll throw, I'll vote for anybody. Yeah. You tell me who to Kim, vote for. Let's do it. Yeah, Kim, let's get rid of Kim. Uh, next up is Tony Vlachos, um, who won Survivor Kagayan. This is a guy oh, who yeah. is like, he seems if he's not from Queens, he should be. Yeah, uh, him and Sandra apparently also had like uh, they have old beef coming into the show, but they've decided to work together to squash it. Yeah. Water under the bridge because she sent him home. Not only that, the clip they showed was incredible. Yeah, she's like mess with the queen. Yeah, yeah. she's like that's for plotting again. Like like talk shit as he was getting his like um, fucking fire snuffed out by yeah. Jeff. It was it was wild. Next up is Natalie Anderson. This is the pers- first person that got sent to the edge of extinction. Yes. Now. Basically, um, Natalie and the next person we're going to talk about, Jeremy Collins, they both were on the same Survivor together. I believe they were on San Juan del Sur. And they're real friends. They 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 became very, very close. Jeremy yes. eventually got eliminated on the show, but they they were like really, almost like blood, she said, like family. Yeah. And people realize that. And that is what Adam, somebody that we'll talk about in a little bit, throws in the mix. Like, you're going to throw me and this other, Denise or whatever, yeah. into this thing. What about these two people that are like really best friends that are working on the same team yeah don't you want to break that up and rob immediately was like yup let's move yeah. let's make this move and really did this without natalie knowing natalie thinking that everybody was going to vote for one of these other two people that s- slipped away yeah and then when she got snuffed out at the uh at the tribal uh ceremony at the uh well something incredible council. happened jeff's asking everybody what they think and he says something to parvati 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 he says something to her and she's like honestly jeff there's a lot of people at this council who are comfortable and they shouldn't be and then that's when jeremy leaned over to ben and he was like did or did the her and rob plan something i feel like something's going on i feel on. like something's going and something on. was going on something was going they on. they broke natalie and our next person up our next survivor named jeremy collins who won survivor cambodia second chance so he must have gotten thrown off of san juan del sur yeah and then came back on second chance and won yeah this guy also has a crossfit body i should also say that yeah, natalie a has a crossfit body as these well. these two are both very attractive uh and they have like a very uh you know uh, blood is thicker than water feeling with them yeah and- they're clearly pals and uh and but he they're uh, getting each other's christmas cards if you know what i mean and even though natalie gets thrown off jeremy plays like a motherfucker in the next game yeah and he like throws these rings on and it was com- wild it was a crazy come from behind victory for uh that team and uh and it was uh it, it seemed like uh, a, uh he would be a person reckoned with physically on this show 100 percent. next up is michelle fitzgerald uh she is survivor koa wrong winner um you didn't get to see so much from her on this show. Got nothing from her. In fact, sometimes they would cut to her and I'd be like, wait a minute, who is that? And at the very end of the episode, she was like, I don't 
don't like the fact that I feel like I'm out of the loop here. So I'm yeah. going to go try to team up with a bunch of people who also feel this way yeah. and see if we can make some moves. Which seems to be a, like the the move to make. Uh, next up is Adam Klein, winner of Survivor Mil- uh, Millennials versus Gen X. Uh, I'm guessing this guy this was a millennial. Is, yeah, this is Denise's, the guy that Denise walked off with. And like they they did form an alliance, but they also did get lost. Yeah. So like both things are true. And he's kind of a goofball. He's a goofball, but he's smart. He seems to be smart. Yeah, he did. He threw Natalie in there and made yeah, that happen. He made that happen. Uh, next up is Sarah Lachina, uh, sir, uh, winner of Survivor Game Changers. This is the person who was the late, the uh, most recent winner of Survivor. Um, she was working with Sarah, who started talking to Yule, like to mm. to join up. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's about six foot tall. She has real broad shoulders, mm-hmm. and and in the first um, elimination game, she like grabbed the buoy and pulled like six women over yeah. to her side. She's badass. She seems really badass, and I was actually really excited to see a player like this on the show. Yeah. Next up is Ben Drybergen. Um, Ben's he, great man. He's got a beard and a cowboy hat. Yeah. And he's he seems like love a, Ben. He's kind of he kind of gushes about Rob in yeah. an interview. He spills the guts to Rob. Yeah, I, I just love when he told Rob everything and then it cut to the interview and he's like, man, I don't know what happened. I didn't want to tell him everything, but you're, I'm talking to Rob, Boston Rob. Incredibly likable character on this show. Immediately rooted, started rooting for him. So this is where he won. He, he won he's the winner of Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. What? I don't, we maybe have to go back and watch some of these things. These are crazy. These these like subtitles yeah, for these insane. seasons. Uh, next up is Wendell Holland. Also someone I liked immediately. Survivor Ghost Island winner. Yeah, I liked him because of the primer when yep. they showed his bromance yes. with the other guy. And honestly, he is seem, his story seems to be like he was a super fan of this show and had tried out for the show like 20 times and finally got on and won. He's also known for like building on the on the show, like building the yes, huts for yes. people. And uh, he was doing that Forts. right there. And uh, he is actually part of this a Yule team, correct? Of the people who are like, don't have many connections outside the show. I think so, yeah. And they want to work together. Uh, Next up is Nick Wilson. Uh, He is the winner of Survivor, David vs. Goliath. Didn't get so much from Nick Wilson on this show. Had some good interviews. Yeah. um, But uh, maybe there'll be more to come from him. So those are our Survivor cast for season 40. And honestly, I'm like so in, folks. We're so in. So I think our plan here is going to be maybe... Every other week, we're going to check in with Survivor so we could talk about two episodes a piece so we have some stuff to talk about. Yeah. That might be what we're going to be doing for the next few weeks. I think it might be our thing. I mean, it's only one episode a week. We're obviously going to be watching a shit ton of other reality TV that we're going to be talking about. But um, yeah, rest assured, we are going to be watching this season Survivor. And who knows? Should we recap them? I don't know if we're going to. No, it's think too much work. Because the challenge is coming up. The challenge is coming up. And also, like, Survivor is maybe the biggest reality show on television. Just yeah. Google Survivor Recap Podcasts, and we're just going to be swimming in a bunch of people who have been doing this. We got to stand out. We got to stand out. Um, so we just want to talk about them because we like reality TV. And this seems like right up our alley, and we're excited. I think something what we could do is maybe do, like, a um, maybe on our Patreon or maybe somewhere else, like, watch, like, a random season or survivor mm. and just kind of recap and talk about like full seasons of things. We could do that. Uh, and uh, I, I think that might be a fun thing. I don't know. Survivor's a We're new gonna thing We're going to talk for about us. it. Yeah, this is new territory. Before we leave, folks, uh, I ju- we just want to give our feelings because oh it's been weeks God. and weeks and weeks and we weren't uh, we weren't up with the times. It took us a long time to do it. We're but we, late. We finally completed the circle. Oh, my favorite show. I, I don't know. 
I don't know how I ended up caring so much about these people, but I am sad to no longer have more Chris content, more Sammy content, Joey. more Shuby content, more Joey Fucking content. Joey. Joey, congrats. Congrats Joey. on your win. We're so happy for you. Honestly, I wouldn't have wanted it any other. Well, maybe Chris. I would have liked to see Chris win. And Chris. honestly, a Shuby win would have been great. A Shuby win would have been great. A Sammy win would a have Sammy been great. A Sammy win would have been great as Anything well. besides Rachel. Uh, yeah, which one was Rachel? She was the catfish. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that Rachel? Was that her Rebecca. name? Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyone but Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, uh, Seaburn. Seaburn. That was... Okay, so let's... I mean, this is what I want to talk about. So eventually, um, if you guys... Obviously, you've watched The Circle. It's the best thing going. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't on Netflix. Yeah, should we have put a spoiler? We're going to no, reveal the winner? No. No, you no should it's over know. now. Yeah. So... Uh, Bef- the the episode before the final, like the live final that M- Michelle Buteau like hosts, like which was actually a pleasant surprise, the fact that they did like a classic like reunion live final. Thank God they did. It was really fun to watch that. Um, so but the episode before that, there was a reveal where everybody gets to meet the existing uh, people in the circle on episode eleven. Went and had a dinner together, and it was the big reveal. We're actually going to do a face to face meeting, and this was more exciting than the win this was this was incredible this face-to-face meeting these people have been like talking to each other slash competing with each other slash building an alliance for weeks okay and now they're actually going to see each other face to face what was so warm and like just really life-affirming was when people got to see each other who um who were themselves what was upsetting which it was fun for a minute, watching Shuby and Rebecca come Which together. Which were the first two people. And by the way, if you're not watching the show, Rebecca was a catfish. It was actually played by Rebecca's real-life boyfriend, Seaburn, who was using her uh, pictures, Rebecca's pictures, or whatever her name is, actually. And um, it was Shuby uh, uh, was a guy who fell for this catfish and although Kins kept saying Rebecca is real Rebecca's like a, we have a like a real sister like relationship clearly was in love with her so in love with her but and Shuby also was catfished by everybody on yeah, the circle he fell for all the catfishes he fell for all the catfishes and this was um, since it was it was a sensationalist moment okay when they met and then I immediately wanted Rebecca to be taken out of the room Seaburn uh. because it was kind of a bummer then when other people would come in and be like oh my god you're real you're real who the, who are you and, and, and like, she'd be like this rebecca, is rebecca and they'd be like and he'd be like hi my name is seaburn and he's like that's re- that was really me everything i said was really me it yeah. was just with rebecca and they're like okay it's like how do you even ever talk to this person again like Th- they all were so sort of cordial to seaburn like oh wow we re-, like they kept talking about like w- what we've just went through and yeah. how incredible it was and, and like, then they'd be like i can't believe we were all ourselves yeah, and then like, they'd, yeah then you kind of look over at seaburn and been like oh yeah this guy too yeah like they it felt like such an awkward it had to be so, so awkward, awkward for this guy seaburn so which honestly awkward. not his fault this was the game they should have brought him in last so that the other four could have like had a chance to have that conversation it, and bond and it, stuff. I mean, to see Chris, Joey, Sammy, and Shuby all sort of Shuby and Joey, Shuby oh knocked like God. fell out of his chair. He was so excited. Everybody seemed to be thrilled that Joey was real. Yeah, because they couldn't believe that a guy like that would be real. A guy who seems like he's got like a machismo Guido like avatar, yeah. but and is kind of funny, but also the 
sweetest, most hard on his sleeve guy. Yeah. And when he came in and they all saw, he came in last and they all saw like that he was a real person and Shuby, who they had a bromance the entire time, jumped up out of his seat. You could tell he was already like, fuck, Rebecca is not real. Yeah. Does that mean my other bestie on this show is not real too? And Joey came in looking just like his avatar. He popped out of his seat. His chair, Shuby's chair went flying. It was incredible. He was so excited. It was such a moment yes. to experience the, the joy between Shuby and Joey. Yeah. And honestly, I really, they, they're on two sides of this continent, but I really hope that they could stay friends. They, oh, I, I think that Joey moved to LA. Oh, I hope he did. Yeah, I think so. Because he was saying in the reunion, he's got a whole new, he moved, he has a whole new apartment to furnish. Yeah. And I think he moved to LA. I think him and Miranda did go on a date. I really hope they did. Now, this was the other moment that in this show, like a few episodes before the fa- finale, they throw Miranda out, okay? And one of the people that vote Mar- voted Miranda out or had reason... Uh, no, no one voted her out. Well, they she, didn't she save ranked, her. She ranked low. They, they could have saved two people each. Joey saved um, Sammy and Chris. And this was after... And Shuby saved the two catfishes. <laughs> and this was after Miranda and Joey had a real moment together. Yeah, they had they, a connection. They had a connection where Miranda opened up to Joey about her kind of growing up and it was a tough... She lived in foster homes, all these things. And Joey was there for her and she didn't he didn't save her but Miranda went to go see Joey because she did still feel like they had a connection she wasn't she wasn't upset no nope. just wanted to see him they have they immediately meet each other and they have like a weird like vibe together like a real like fireworks fi- y'all okay we could feel it on the other side of the screen guys at the end of this thing Joey shoots his shot like I've never seen anybody He's- Joey says listen Miranda, I um I'm always a gentleman and I have to say I'm really attracted to you. And is it okay if I give you a kiss goodbye? And he's and she goes, Yes. And they make Ooh, out like doggy. I've I've never seen a more romantic hot, hot make out. Yeah. And it was they had just it met. It was like three deep kisses. It was insane. It wasn't a full make out. It was deep. These kisses were deep, deep yeah. dog. Yeah, lots of emotion. And Slow. It was like juicy. She walks out. And like did her thing, and Joey's sitting there stunned. Joey, on the couch. I mean, he's, first off, was he drunk? Of course, they were <laughs> drunk the whole time. Uh, it was there. You could just watch them drinking wine and beer. I mean, it yeah. seemed like a real great time in the circle, except for the fact they might have had bed bugs because I kept seeing people scratching their elbows. Yeah, and like, people looked. They had some bites. <laughs> I don't know. There were some bites going on. Uh, I mean, those were the moments on this show, guys. And then they do the live final, and the winner was Joey. Nobody deserved this more than Joey. I'm so happy Joey won. Uh, I really need to see Joey on something. Like, I was, give me him. Yeah, give somewhere. me a Chris show. A, a Chris show. Chris needs to host a show. Chris is so funny. I can't believe so Chris likeable. didn't win. I'm happy Joey won, but I'm actually shocked Chris didn't win. People did not know. It seems Sammy kept saying she did not know if Chris where, was real. Yeah, yeah. And like or, where Chris was. Yeah, because you know. she was like, he like is like uh, everybody. Yeah. He's like nice to everybody. Who knows? And uh, I don't know. Joey played it perfectly. He won the goddamn game. He was in the beginning and he came out on top. And congratulations to Joey and everybody that wasn't a catfish yeah. on this show. I can't wait for season two. I really hope. I, I did find out through my research that this was a British show. Yeah. I did find out from my research that I can submit to casting. So I will be doing that. That's great. Are you going to catfish or are you going to be yourself? I'm going to be myself. Uh, okay. 
What the fuck? I think you should be Seaburn. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I think that's the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Do us a favor. Rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Write a little something nice as a review. We really appreciate it. You can find us on all social media platforms. Uh, on Instagram, you can find us at Reality Blows Podcast. On Twitter, at Reality Blows Pod. On Instagram, you can find me at Nick Maritato, M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. On Twitter, you can find Ashley at Ashley B. Roberts. If you want to write us an email, please do that. Reality Blows Podcast at gmail.com thank you so much for listening we will be back next week we love you all bye